Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Yada Yada Yada. That's not my name, it's not like a new Star Wars character. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We start the show, the podcast, call it what you will, with Newcastle United going to Arsenal as Steve Bruce made eight changes to his first 11 after they lost to Sheffield United last week. And of course, as you're well aware, that made no difference to the way they played. Easy for Arsenal. Another tough night and tough questions now await Steve Bruce and Newcastle. Finished here, Arsenal 3, Newcastle 0. Well, first half, we give as good as we got. and We had a few opportunities in the last third where we've missed the final pass or that bit of quality of crossing into the box or what have you. But unfortunately, we've been caught. We've been caught high up the pitch. Let's speak to Luke, he's a Newcastle fan. Hello, Luke, how are you? Cool. Where do I start, lads? Absolutely pathetic, isn't it? I mean, come on. There's no... They've got no idea. The players have thrown the towel in on his tactics. And this is a manager who's been in charge for 18 months, has come out and said he's going to do it his way now. So what has he been doing for the last 18 months? Has he been listening to the players? He's absolutely clueless. All week we've tried to, you know, create something going forward and score a goal because that has been a problem at the moment. And it's about getting that balance right of being too many people in the box and not enough back and all of them, all of them things are which they define in moments and games. First half they done all right. They yeah. contained. Arsenal didn't look quite at it. Second half they just blew Newcastle away, and it was men v boys. Mm. They threw the towel in. It's a very good description, actually. Yeah, when the first goal went in, that, the game's over. We've played against all the top teams. We had an awful forty-five minutes against Sheffield United, but when you consider Liverpool and Man City. Arsenal twice. It's been a difficult run of games, but you know we're not alone. If you're in the bottom half of the Premier League, then you're going to have runs like we're unfortunately we're on at the moment. Everybody slated Benitez. The players ran the socks off of Benitez from day one. They worked for him because because in his head he had a plan. This bloke, has, I've never seen the likes of it. And I'm 30-year-old and I've watched Newcastle for years. And when he pulled the ball back to almost exactly on the penalty spot, there was Bakayo Saka to thrash the ball beyond Dalek. The maturity and the confidence uh, that the team showed, that we looked at really a team that knew exactly how to win the game, what we had to do in each moment. And individually, I think, as well, the team is growing and, and some players are understanding better what we want. Smith Rowe, for me, really, he looked like a man, 
played like a bet. Didn't look out of place. Second half performance yeah, today was... Impressed. Yeah, Lively okay. Saka was excellent. Martelli come off the bench. I know he's had his injury problems. But it was against the Newcastle side. You go, oh my God. Mesut Ozil, after a long and protracted battle over should he stay, should he go? And uh, he's now going to be joining Ferner Bacce. Once it's complete, I can say really what I think. But uh, for me to get a player like him with his talent leaving the club is never good news. But sometimes there are necessary things that uh, have to be done. Now, have you ever wanted to hear from the masked singer on this podcast? What do you mean, no? Well, it's tough, because you're about to hear from Glenn Hoddle, the former England manager and Spurs legend, discussing Gareth Bale. But first, this is Adrian Durham on the Welsh Wizards' recent decline. Why didn't they just write Bales? He's uh, in training. Uh, Jose Mourinho is speaking to Gareth Bale and there's a video of it and he says, you want to stay here or go to Real Madrid and play no football? Now, what makes this even more remarkable is that this particular video was shared on Spurs TV. Okay, so it went out on Spurs' own TV channel, which I find absolutely amazing. But it does strike me. I was thinking about this uh, this morning, and I do feel a little bit for Gareth Bale. He's clearly that the fitness is, is not there. If he was the Gareth Bale of old, then he'd be in the team starting games yep. regularly, and we'd be loving it. Could you argue that he is both the best and the worst signings in Spurs history? I.e. the best because he went on to play brilliantly for them and earned them an absolute fortune when they sold him on to Real Madrid and the worst because he's done absolutely nothing for them, really, in, in terms of, in relative terms, and yet he's still costing them £200,000 a week. You make me feel so young I think Gareth would be disappointed that he hasn't uh, had enough opportunities. But to get the opportunities, you've got to earn it. And you've got to look as if, you know, he came on against Brighton, I think, and and, and, uh, and, and scored, the, scored the header that, that got him the three points. So he's affected the game there. But it's been stop-start for him. He just looks a little bit tentative still to me. He looks like he's not prepared to, you know, really give it a, a sprinting. He's not hitting top, top. You know, sprinting like yeah. we, we know he can do. Listen, he's not going to be like yesteryear. Left footed into the corner. Spurs back on level terms. Gareth Bell. But he's, he's, he's got to put his foot in a little bit more when he goes in to, to, to beat people. He just looks a little bit fragile. He's got. I think it's a mental thing with him. If he can break through that and just go for it, I think he still can, can, can you know, contribute to Tottenham in a big way this season. Um, but he's got to get on the pitch to do it. And at the moment, uh, Jose seems reluctant to put, put him on for too many minutes, doesn't he? Are Manchester United not playing to the strengths of the brilliant Bruno Fernandes and a Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool dead on their feet? Well, hopefully Adrian Durham and Jamie O'Hara can tell us more. Over the last two seasons, they've played at such an intense level and have been so good that it's almost impossible to keep playing at that sort of standard. They look knackered. Like they look like they're dead on their feet. They look like they've lost that cutting edge. You know, Salah, there's a couple of times Salah got the ball in the box against Luke Shaw, one-on-one. I'm yeah. thinking, yeah. get a shot off, you know. Even if it's a scruffy one, it'll go for his legs, ricochet, go in. But he's turning out and passing it back. I'm thinking, this isn't the Liverpool team that I'm used to watching. Let me have a look at Thiago. And, and let's just talk specifically about him at Liverpool because he's clearly a very talented player. He's had an incredible career. 
but he is, what, coming up 30, I think, before the end of this season. Results-wise, he is having very little impact. And why? Because he's a luxury player in this Liverpool team. They cannot carry him in front of a makeshift defence and with a three-man midfield. It's basically a two-man midfield with him spraying a few passes around that might come off. He doesn't do the hard graft, doesn't do the running or the tackling, doesn't do the cover work, doesn't do the dirty stuff that that original three-man Liverpool midfield needs to do. They were all action. Dynamos, every single one of them in that three-man midfield. He slows it down. They've gone from heavy metal to lift music with Thiago. Two goals to one. Bruno Fernandes is the goal scorer. And I know Solskjaer did a little interview saying he, he frustrates him. And I can I can actually see that because he gets in great positions sometimes and he gives the ball away for fun. And I'm just looking at it going, everyone slaughters Pogba. You know, they give him a hard time and Maguire. I think Scott McTominay was absolutely fantastic yesterday for Man United and Luke Shaw. But Bruno Fernandes, I was just looking at his performances thinking, come on, you know, you can score loads of penalties. But in them big moments, if you want to win the league... You need to step up a bit more because he's been going missing in these big games. So I'm looking at it thinking he's the first one to be sacrificed when Ollie wants to shore it up, yeah. even when they're losing. And he's the one who's they're not playing to his strengths in those big games. And I just wonder how different it could be if they did that. So you, I think you're right not to maybe look at Bruno Fernandes, but to look at Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer and how he sets up in those games. Now, after we heard the news in the previous podcast that Mesut Orville has joined Fenerbahce, I bet you're wondering who will be the next Premier League player to move to the Turkish Super League. Well, we can find out now, thanks to Danny Murphy and Jim White. Oh, they know everything about the Turkish League. Actually, they do. I wonder what direction Danny Drinkwater is going in because this one's just done. Mesut Ozil's not the only player moving from the, the Prem to Turkey. Drinkwater has joined Kasim Pasa in Turkey in the last few moments. It's a loan deal. Uh, they are 15th in the Super League out there. What's happened there to him? I mean, not that long ago. Was it 35 million Chelsea paid for him? Have you ever seen anything like that? I mean, two of them, I think, are Danny Drinkwater's kids with the number four on. They may have to show this to their grandchildren or great-great-grandchildren when they're old saying this is what it was like. He had that wonderful time at Leicester. Uh, he's a good player, Danny. He's, uh, you know, he's lots of ability, good pass to the ball, tenacious, got himself fit, looked hungry, obviously played alongside Canton in that title-winning team. Then he got his move and for whatever reason he didn't get his opportunity and... Um, he obviously hasn't taken that very well and, and channeled it the right way. He's had a few problems off the pitch, which have been documented. And now he's finding himself on, you know, let's, let's give him some credit and look at the positive side. You know, he, he wants to go and play. I would have thought that he'd have done better on the other loan moves he's had, but they didn't work out for him. I think there's always something you have to respect in someone wanting to play, wherever that may be. I'd have thought that there would have been other options for him, but maybe not. Now, the England captain, Joe Wu, has been speaking to the media following the seven-wicket victory over Sri Lanka in the first test. It's England's record-equaling fourth away test win in a row, would you believe? No, nor me. We'll hear from Darren Goff, as well as the only England fan in Sri Lanka, Randy Caddick, real name Rob Lewis. I think I'd stick with Randy. But first up, it's Rudy. I mean, you look back a couple of years and our, our record away from home was very poor. So for us to have, have really sort of turned that round is, um, 
It's testament to the group of players, really. I've backed him from the start. Having been around that dressing room and seen how it works, he's a terrific captain, well-respected by every other player in it, well-respected by uh, the coaches and the management above them. He speaks, and when he speaks, people listen, and he's not afraid to make a big decision. That tells me but what a good leader he is, and he's going to get better and better. I think he was almost a, a beacon for everyone at home watching on the, on the screens. And we are very lucky to have the support that we get everywhere in the world. So it was nice at the end of the game, I managed to actually have a little conversation with him over the phone. Let's check in with Rob. Good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon, gentlemen. You must have been chuffed with that, weren't you? Oh, mate, yeah. I, on top of the world. <laughs> it still isn't really sunk in. Quite a lot of the Barmy Army England songs are sort of call and answer, aren't they? Which is difficult to do for one man. So uh, how, how have you found your way around that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tell me about it. Um, it's not it's not easy. Um, we do need to bring the fans back because we can hear my voice is a bit coarse. I'm Natalie Sawyer and this is Talk Sport Daily. And don't forget that throughout the second test, which starts on Friday, TalkSport's following on podcast with John Norman and Steve Harmson. Harmy is the place to catch the review of each day's play. Now, boxing promoter Eddie Hearn has told TalkSport he is hopeful that he'll be able to make an announcement regarding the date of Anthony Joshua v Tyson Fury at the start of next month. Oh, my goodness. Get the fight on already. <clears throat> Hearn was speaking to Jim White. Eddie, you know what we're going to finish off with? Have we got a date yet? Fury Joshua. No, <laughs> I must get this five times a day, and I've got to be careful what I say. All I can tell you is things are looking nice. We've got a lot on our plate, but we're, we're you know working on the contracts now, working on the finer details with Bob Arum, and I'm very confident you're going to see this fight this summer. I think both guys are all in on this fight, and hopefully we can... Uh, obviously, the devil is always in the detail, but both guys committed to make this fight. Hopefully, early February, we can give you a date and a venue as to where that fight will take place. Now, Chelsea travel to Leicester tonight. Oh, come on, Leicester. It's a game you can hear on TalkSport. Head of the game, TalkSport's Ian Moosey-Abrahams has spoken to the Blues manager, Frank Lampard, and he started by asking him about Mason Mount and the criticism he received this season. Last year, Mason was playing regularly for us and I felt some of the critics in the, in the modern world, it's really easy to hear them. Even if you don't use social media, you lot ask me about it all the time. Um, and, I, and I think I mentioned it before, and Mason's type, the type of midfield player is, is that he does so much great work for the team off the ball, which I think maybe for the, the naked eye is not as exciting as an overhead kick or a treble step over. Um, he does all those basics well. He moves the ball so quickly. He's a great teammate. Mason Mount, right-footed curler. Goal! What a goal! And what a moment for Mason Mount! We've seen recently he scores goals, he finds assists. He does all those things. So I don't think it matters if people are... Um, critical in any way and one thing he has got as well uh, Moose is a really great attitude he has a real great way of just not fit seeing like seeming like he's ever perturbed by what may be critics outside the critics are wrong there's no doubt about that anyone who understands or knows football and watches Mason Mount play understands what an incredible talent he is just turned 22 imagine when he's 25 imagine when he's 27 um, so the, the critics don't matter when it comes to Mason if Leicester do beat Chelsea, could he get the sack? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he could, he could. do, yeah. From what I'm hearing, I think it's a matter of when. When a decision is made at the moment. Um, Just elaborate a bit more. So you, you, your understanding is Frank Lampard will be getting the sack? Well, put it this way. They've started looking at other possibilities, other candidates. When that when it, that starts at Chelsea, then it's a matter of when, not if. 
And in tonight's other Premier League fixture, from 5pm, it's West Ham against West Brom. Yeah, the old West derby. That's live on TalkSport 2 from the London Stadium. We'll hear from the Baggies boss and former Hammers manager Sam Allardyce on TalkSport. But first up is David Moyes on how he's happy to see Big Sam back in the Premier League. Really glad to see Big Sam back in football again because he's, he's a great character. He's been a terrific manager wherever he's been and uh, he's added so many things to the football in, in this country over the years. I'm glad to have him back. I hope it's not a successful night when he comes back to the London Stadium. But overall, really pleased to have, have him back in football. But I think Sam's just got the ability. He knows ways to, to press the buttons on players. He's always recruited well when he's been when the, he's been under pressure or the club he's been at has been under pressure. So from that point of view, if we get the same sort of what Sam's given to the clubs before then, obviously West Brom will, will be doing fine. West Ham are where they are because I, and uh, with everybody else at West Ham, managed to put them in a position for three seasons in the Premier League to establish themselves after getting promoted in year one. So uh, to see where they are, they are still there means that the uh, job I did, I really enjoyed. Now, if you miss Johnny Owen, all friends, on Sunday morning, I want to hear the interview in full. Jake Wood's Best 11 is now available as a podcast. The EastEnders actor answers 11 questions about his love of football and Arsenal and tells Johnny and Mark how he reacted when his son came to him with an important question. He did come to me when he was about six and uh, you could see he was a little bit nervous about approaching me. And I think a few of his mates at school support Chelsea. And uh, and he and he, he was open, trying to open this conversation up with me. And he's, um, he said, Dad, can I talk to you a sec? I said, yeah, go on. What is it? He said, um, how would you feel if I started to support Chelsea? And he could see, he was like, he could see in his eyes, he was like, he was trying to work out what my reaction was. And I, 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 to be fair, I didn't, I didn't bat an eyelid. I thought, no, it's fair enough. I said, I said, Buster, that's absolutely fine, mate. Absolutely. If you want to support Chelsea, mate, that's absolutely fine. It's absolutely your choice. You can see his little face all lit up. He's like, he's thinking, oh yeah, this, this, this conversation is going well. I said, but it's only one thing, one thing you'll have to do. And he went, what's that? And I said, you'll have to sleep in the garden. <laughs> Reminded here, Jake's best 11 in full. Just go to wherever you get your podcast from and search best XI. That's 11 in Roman numerals. The letters X and I. Anyway, before I go, let me tell you about some live football that I've sort of already mentioned in the podcast. If you weren't listening, then pay attention now. 6 pm, live on TalkSport 2, exclusive commentary of West Ham against West Brom. That's followed by Southampton against Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury in the FA Cup. It's live on TalkSport 2 as well. 8.15, you can hear Leicester beat Chelsea. That one also live and exclusive to TalkSport. And then, of course, from 10pm, we'll be taking calls on all of the above on my show, Annie Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Alongside Jerry Groves. Jason Cundy, of course, won't be coming in because his side will get beat and Frank Lampard will be getting the sack. How do you know all of that? Well, I just do. Anyway, that's it for another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast. There will be another one of these out first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then... Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Hope you enjoyed it. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. 
The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.